everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Bacon a Mystery, Bacon a Murder, Spooktober edition. If you guys are visually watching this on YouTube at Miss Mango Butt, then you guys know that we're about to carve into a pumpkin. Do you see this right now? Did you know that I used to be called pumpkin growing up? <gasps> yes. yes. Because I'm round and I was yellow. This is orange. That's racist. And here we are today, okay? 25 years later. So we're going to be carving our very own Halloween pumpkins while I tell you guys about a movie that went viral on TikTok and it just has the perfect Spooktober vibes. We're talking about a boarding school, an all-girls boarding school. Everyone wears uniforms. Everyone has to do these odd things. Classes are weird and you start realizing maybe this boarding school has its own secrets. What happens to the girls that graduate? The girls inside this boarding school have never even been outside. What? So what are they doing in this boarding school? Studying. Is this a... <laughs> He's like, it's a really good academic place, you know? They don't want you to have fun. They want you to study for the SATs, okay? So it's called Level 16. It recently went viral on TikTok, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch it. It's a couple years old. It's on Netflix. Now, the way that everyone described it, you're thinking sci-fi, high production. I believe that this was a low-budget film. Low budget. Yeah, like I think they rented out a school for it. I mean, it's good. It's good. So we'll get into it. But first, I gotta draw what I want my shape of the bumpkin to be. Bumpkin. So, my bumpkin. It can be anything. It can be anything. Hold on, let me get mm. my picture out. So, what are y'all making? I'm making so a. I wanna get. I, I don't wanna tell you yet. Bruh. <laughs> it's a surprise. Bruh. Bruh, I'm right next to you. You're right. Okay, what are you gonna do? A dog. You're gonna do a dog? A yeah. dog? Like a tiger? Yeah. Do you know how to draw a tiger? Oh, I've seen him. I've okay. seen him a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. Why are you laughing, huh? Are you laughing at my eyes? Who's gonna win this? Hmm. Huh. What are you carving, babe? A face. I just saw it. My face? Pretty impressive. It's impressive, if you yeah. you pull it off. <laughs> Okay, so I'm gonna get straight into this. The movie opens up in a boarding facility. Now, I don't know if this is like a take on the Harry Potter movie. Do you know the boarding facility for the all-girls school in Harry Potter? But mm -hmm. everyone is wearing blue. The walls of this facility are blue. The girls are dressed head to toe in their all uniforms. Every girl wears the same thing. Every girl ties up their hair the same exact way. I mean, it automatically feels like a dystopian movie because you know that conformity is key in a boarding school like this. The girls start at age like they they've been living there their entire lives but we actually see this group of girls when they turn 13 years old and they just kind of go through the motions of this school it's called Vistalis it's a Vistalis Academy is what they're known as um, <laughs> um uh, you good it's called Vistalis Academy for girls and none of them know what's on the outside none of them have even breathed fresh air they haven't even seen a moon so they sleep in these dorm rooms where it's just bunk beds stacked on top of each other yeah it's very much giving squid game vibes okay but these bunk beds that are stacked on top of each other the alarm rings there's no windows all of a sudden you see a moon projected onto the wall and that's your signal to go the fork to sleep but once you're in this room you're asleep Sleep, they lock the doors. Mm. Have you guys been in a place like this? I remember when I used to do a uh, Bible study. Oh my God. I used to be religious back then, right? Nothing wrong with it. No, no, no. But like I used to go to church back then. I know people are going to be like, wait, you were religious? No, I used to be religious back then. And I would go to Bible study and they would do this thing so that you don't leave at night. They would, do you remember? Tape. Oh, yeah. They would tape the walls from the outside. At VBS. Have you guys ever done stuff walls? like this? Yeah. On like, like school they will trips. They lock you in? They lock you into the room because girls have a different room from the guys. And then they tape the outside of the wall. So there's no way for you to get out without breaking the tape 
because you can't put the tape back on. That's alarming. Why are they doing that? Right? <laughs> what is tape gonna do though? Yeah. And then like, you know, what happens if there's... Anyway. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so the boarding school, all of the dorm rooms where they're asleep are locked at night. They get a moon projected onto the wall and it really centers around two girls by the name of Sophia and Vivian. Yes. Sofa? Sofa. Sophie. That's our little niece's name. So Sophia and Vivian, they're best friends. And it doesn't seem like a place where there's a lot of best friends in this school, by the way. And they just keep talking about, what are you going to do when you get adopted? So immediately, you're under the impression that these girls believe that this is almost like a like an orphanage academy for girls trying to get adopted into affluent families. So it's not just that these rich people are trying to adopt anyone. No, they want to adopt a young daughter with a specific set of skills, with the ability to be classy, that knows how to talk, that knows how to groom themselves, take care of themselves, that look like a high society daughter. That's the whole vibe of it. And they keep talking to each other about, what are you going to do when you get adopted? I don't know. I think the first thing I want to do is look up at the moon. And Vivian tells Sophie, well, the first thing I'm going to do is look up at the moon with you. Because whoever tries to adopt me, I'm going to tell them that I'm not going anywhere without Sophia. So, I mean, these girls are dedicated to each other. Now, the first thing that the Academy makes you do, first thing in the morning, is you wake up, you go into the very blue hallway with a tub of unspecified white cream. Wow. Yeah, I know. Okay, disgusting. I would never. And then you bring this white cream to a sink in the middle of the hallway. From there, there's a CCTV camera where you would imagine a normal bathroom mirror is, right? Mm -hmm. And that camera watches you wash your face and put on this cream. One put it on? Like a one. face lotion? Yeah. So again, it just kind of reinforces this idea that all the girls have to be really pretty in this academy. Why do they want all the girls to be pretty? Is this some sort of like child bride service, not an orphanage? Like that's my first thought. It feels like they're grooming these girls, right? Literally. So every single one of them goes up to the sink with their little jar, starts washing their face, and they have a timer. And if they're not clean enough, they get escorted out by guards. This is fun. This is. Mine's looking really good. You just went er, 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 twice. What do you mean it's looking good? This is so cool. So they go up to that and they just have to clean their face. And when Sophie, she's in the middle of the line. That's me, I'm so sorry. And when it's time for Vivian to go and wash her face, Sophia, her best friend, is in the middle of the line and she drops her tub of cream. Now this wouldn't normally be a big deal, but this part in the movie you find out that Sophia is actually like half blind. So she can't see her tub. She doesn't know where she dropped it. None of the other girls want to help her. They're little bitches, okay? So she's just like touching on the ground like, my cream, my cream. And she's starting to panic because there's like a buzzer. If you don't make it to your sink in time, you're considered unclean and the guards will drag you away. So what? Vivian, it's her turn next, but instead she turns around, gets Sophia her cream, and then goes to wash her face. But the buzzer had already turned red for her. It was too late. So she starts screaming, I'm clean, I'm clean, I swear I'm clean. Like, tell them, Sophia. Like, tell them it's a misunderstanding. It's not because I'm dirty. But sure enough, Sophia, she's terrified. 
So she doesn't say anything, and Vivian alone gets dragged away by guards to be punished for being unclean. That's kind of sus. Yeah. So, like, who the hell is running this type of place? Like, what kind of academy is this? None of this is making sense. The owner of the academy, her name is Mrs. Brixel, and I might call her Mrs. Drixel. I don't know why, okay? I keep <laughs> thinking her name is Mrs. Drixel. And she is this beautiful... You know this woman that looks so beautiful, but in, like, a very scary way? I've seen one. You know, like they look so sharp. I've seen one. <laughs> and they, like they've got those eyes that pierce into your soul, and you know they're beautiful, but you're like so scared to look at them because they look terrifying because they're so pretty, right? Yeah. She was one of those. So Mrs. Brixel, she's blonde. She's got these striking eyes. She's always dressed in like a suit set. She runs the place, and everyone says, "Good morning, Mrs. Brixel," and she doesn't let any of the girls even look into her eyes when she's talking to them. She always screams, "Eyes cast down, ladies." They want them to be like submissive? Yeah. That's weird. And so she says, girls, what are the rules of the academy? A clean girl is attentive and dutiful. A clean girl embraces obedience. A clean girl is always humble and patient. A clean girl embodies sweetness. A clean girl is always fit and temperate. Yes. That's what they are getting trained every day. Yes, so doesn't it give you more like child bride vibes, no? Mm -hmm. Am yeah. I crazy? It sounds like a cult. <laughs> yeah, like a cult, like they're not training for you to be adopted, but maybe more so for a creepy old man to marry you or like take you home and treat you like a slave or something. That's the vibe of this movie. So they're like, a clean, a clean girl is always obedient. And they keep listening to Mrs. Brixel and all of their classes. This is not a regular boarding school. They're not sitting there taking math none of the girls actually even know how to read. They have been raised here since birth pretty much because they didn't have parental figures, so it is technically an orphanage, and the academy has raised them. They don't know how to read, they don't know how to write, all they know how to do is to clean themselves, groom themselves, and to like cook and stuff. So again, very much child bride vibes. Now we get to see that Vivian actually made it out of whatever punishment she got for not being clean that day in the sink when she was like 13 years old. She was actually moved into a different classroom. She's now 17 years old and she's on level 15. The whole academy is up until level 16 and that is when Mrs. Brixel tells you, you will be adopted by a high society family and you will become their daughter so she's excited I mean this is the last stage of her Academy the whole thing that she has been waiting for her whole lives is to be able to live in the house see the Sun breathe fresh air and just be a normal girl so Vivian's stoked now here's the thing about Vivian she's kind of like the natural leader of all of the girls in her class she's the one that everyone looks for she's the ultimate clean girl she always follows the rules she's beautiful and all the teachers love her mrs. Brixel even seems to like her so they just kind of naturally follow her lead and when they do it works because her graduating class graduates from level 15 and all of them make it to level 16. Now it's very unclear what happens if you don't. I can only imagine not great things happen if you don't make it to the next level, right? Mm -hmm. So they make it to level 16 and as a promotion for Vivian and two of her closest friends, Ava and uh, Rita, they get promoted to an upper level hall, an upper level dormitory called Rose Hall, where they don't get to have a bunk bed. They actually have their own twin sized bed. Wow. Okay guys, Tiffany wow. just came to look at our pumpkins and she said, Wow! That's great. Incredible! And then she went to my fiance's, looked at his pumpkin, and goes, oh, Wow! <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, whoa, 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 what's wrong with mine? What's wrong with ours? It, it's cute. <laughs> it's very cute. 
She's trying to be nice to me because I'm gonna lose. Because I'm gonna lose this, huh? Just different games we're playing. I'm playing Olympic, you guys playing high school. Guys, this is a workout. Whoa. Yeah, mine's good now. I don't know if this is tiger or this is a bat. But it'd be looking like Hello Kitty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is progress update. Can I see? What the hell is that? What do you mean? That's pretty cool. What is it's that? A, it's gonna be a pumpkin that goes. Is that Pikachu? <laughs> Did he, did he pay you or something to say that? Yeah! What is it? I'm not sure what it is. It's going! Oh, that's your very original, oh. unique idea? It's supposed I know. to uh, be tiger. Oh but, uh, let it's me see. What? Ears, eyes, nose, and whiskers. Why is there two holes? Whisker. Bro, you made tiger look like a dementor. <laughs> I gotta get um, an eyeball. This is so fun. No? It's like I'm in art class. You want some eyes? Mm -hmm. Oh, they're so cute. Oh, what? What? So cute. Is that? <laughs> Where is that from? You think uh, pumpkin carving is a good date activity? <laughs> Wait, whoa, did you guys whoa. hear this? My story, no, 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 and who are you trying to take out on a date? No, no one. I'm just wondering for my, you know, in the future. Uh huh. Maybe next year. I don't know. Or this year? Nah, not this year. The girls get moved into Rose Hall, and that is when Vivian realizes that Sophia has been moved. They haven't seen each other in three full years since that whole sink accident, the whole unclean incident. She is in Rose Hall, and they're going to be sharing the same room together. Now, it's clear that Vivian does not forgive Sophia for what happened, for not speaking up for her, for not taking her side, for letting her get punished completely by herself. Meanwhile, Sophia has been waiting for this opportunity. She wants to apologize to Vivian, but she doesn't even give her the time of day. Vivian walks into Rose Hall with there's girls already in there and she says, every hall has a top girl. Has a top girl. Just flung pumpkin. <laughs> every hall has a top girl and I am the top girl. Remember, obedience, humility, no curiosity, and cleanliness. Those are the values of a top girl. I want the bed on the top right corner. So she starts running this. Okay, Vivian is a balls girl, okay? She's a ballsy girl, balls to the walls. I love her for it. And every single day, they've got a new activity that they have to do. Not only do they have to go to class, which essentially is them sitting in a row, repeating after them. A cleanly girl is obedient. A cleanly girl is humble. A cleanly girl is dutiful. They repeat that nonstop for like nine hours a day. But now they're forced to go into a sink in the middle of the hallway, in front of a CCTV camera, while there's a little speakerphone blaring the same sound again, Vitamins are good for the health. They prevent disease, they help fight against infections, and they're important for a growing, clean girl. And every day, they've got to take an unknown... What, you like it? Yeah. Thank you so much. Yo, Mr. Mangobot, I don't know if you can win. Okay. Uh. <laughs> 
don't know if I told you guys that this was my plan, but you guys remember the last house was an emotional place and I was so torn leaving California all the way to Georgia and I thought I've got a piece of something I will keep for the rest of my life that belongs to that house, which were the original floor plans that the developer had given us. And they are these big, massive architectural floor plans and I wanted to get them framed and I had no idea how I was gonna do it. I had no idea if it was gonna look good, how it would look on my walls and that is when I heard about Framebridge. So the way that Framebridge works, it's really easy and it's so simple to use. Whether you guys are thinking about framing a beautiful picture of your family, maybe a picture of just yourself because get it. Maybe you're thinking about doing a gallery wall, which I think is beautiful. Whatever it is, you can always look at Framebridge. It makes it easier and more affordable to frame your favorite things. And you never have to leave the house. So all you have to do is go to framebridge.com, upload your photo of whatever you want framed. Or for me, it wasn't a photo, it was an actual physical piece. They sent me these really nice packing tubes straight to my house and I just put them in and I had the UPS guy pick it up and you can even preview what your item looks like on thousands of different frames on your wall, what it would look like if there were multiple pieces of it, what it would look like gallery style. And you can choose your own frames or you can do what I did, which is I got their free recommendations from their designers because I was like, listen, I don't know what type of frame. Should I keep it simple? Should I make it more modern? What should I do? The experts at Framebridge will custom frame your piece and deliver it straight to your door, ready to hang on your beautiful walls. I had checked framing stores prior to this. They were so expensive, but Framebridge starts at $39, which is gnarly. And all shipping is free, including shipping your physical piece out to be framed. My listeners can actually get 15% off their first Framebridge order by using the code BAM. That's B-A-N. But if you guys live in New York, Atlanta, Philadelphia, or Washington, D.C., Framebridge actually has stores that you can go to. I just wanted to get the full couch experience, you know, just on my computer. Frame that beautiful thing that you've been thinking about or even send a beautiful gift to someone. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code BAM to save an additional 15% off your first order. That's framebridge.com promo code BAM. Framebridge.com promo code BAM. So every single day, they take their damn vitamins. They wash their freaking face, slather cream all over themselves, and Sophia, every single time, is trying to talk to Vivian, who doesn't want to hear it. She wants to do her chores. They have to sweep the floors. They've got to clean. They've got to do laundry. They have to clean their uniforms. She doesn't want to be involved with Sophia. She wants to just get a good family and leave this damn place. And as she's getting settled into level 16, Mrs. Brixel makes an appearance, and she gathers up all the girls in Rose Hall, and she lets them know level 16 is different from all the other levels because this is a special time in your lives. Everything, your entire life that you have worked for is now coming to fruition. You will be meeting your sponsors. So that's what they call these adoptive parents, our sponsors. You're going to be meeting your sponsors and they will choose the cleanliest girl to take home to their high society family. And all of them get so excited. They're past these beautiful white dresses that they have to wear. They're going to meet the sponsors wearing these dresses and they can even sleep in them. And the girls are so thrilled by the idea that they can sleep in this like really almost like a white prom dress like almost like a white wedding gown I'm gonna be honest with you right what is going on here where that's like the pinpoint of their excitement for the day so they're stoked they get a dress and one of them her name is Grace and she says well what does it say on there and each of the dresses has the girls names on there and it says Grace Hmm. but they can't read So this whole time they've been inside of this academy, they've never been taught to read. What? Yeah. (laughs) Bizarre, no? Yeah. I think I know why. Why? Because if they know how to read, they know what's up. 
they yeah. know what's popping. Knowledge, you know? Yeah. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. Here in my garage. <laughs> okay? Knowledge is power. Oh. What? That's a squared mouth. Yeah, better, huh? It's not tiger anymore. <laughs> Transformed. Whoa. Wow. Honey. If I'm tiger, I'll be offended. She's having really weird reactions to our stuff, you know? How come you do like, oh, uh, and then you look at his... Wow! Wow! <laughs> it's so, ours is so like, really Girl. depressing, like, oh. <laughs> Good, keep it up. You guys are doing great. Watch your face reaction when you see his. <laughs> Fascinating, I guess I'll have to wait and see, shall we? So they're given these white dresses and they're told that the sponsors are going to be visiting them. They're going to meet them for the first time because level 16 is very different from the rest of the levels. You actually get to come face to face with these high society families who may or may not be intrigued on adopting one of you. So it's almost like this competitive environment of who's going to get adopted first, who's going to get adopted to the best family. They're giving these white dresses. Honestly, they look like wedding gowns. I don't know what else to tell you, okay? I'm getting very strong child brides. It even gets it's worse because when they're presented with these wedding-esque gowns, they have this like sash around them. And on the sash, each of them has their names. Hmm. That's weird, no? It's like, are these men gonna come in here and be like, ooh, I want that one. I want model Ashley. You know, like it's just so weird. And these girls don't even know how to read. They all come up to their dress and they say, oh, what does that say? And it says their name. They don't even know how to read their own names. So what kind of academy is this? For the past 16 years, you've been feeding these girls. You've been teaching them about cleanliness, about grooming, about high society. I don't know one high society person who has a daughter that can't read, right? So like none of this is kind of adding up in your head of like what we know of these high society people. So they they put on their gowns, they're so ecstatic. And Mrs. Brixel tells them, and because you guys have been such virtuous girls, on top of that, I'm gonna give you a little something extra. You can actually sleep in these gowns tonight, which again, is just really bizarre. And these girls are so excited. I mean, what kind of lives have they been living that they're so excited to even just sleep in an uncomfortable wedding gown, you know? It's one thing to be so excited to wear them or to have one, but to sleep in it, I mean, it was just a little bizarre. So as they're prepping to meet these sponsors, Sophia keeps trying to come up to Vivian and apologize for what happened three years ago. And Vivian is not having it. She actually slams Sophia up against a wall and says, don't you dare. Don't you dare mention to any of the other girls that I'm unclean. Okay. So Sophia's like, no, I just need to talk to you. Well, I have nothing to say to you. Follow the rules, okay? And she says, no, please, I just, listen, the weird things have been happening here. Vivian's like, what are you talking about? And all she can blurt out is, don't take the vitamins before someone bursts into the bathroom and they have to act like they weren't having a conversation. Now Vivian, I mean, she's confused by this. Why can't I take the vitamins? That doesn't make any sense. But that night she decides to not take the vitamins. When she's in that sink row, she puts it in her mouth, puts a cup of water, sets it down, rushes to the bathroom and plops it out down the toilet. She does not take the vitamins. That night, all the girls are to go to bed in their little wedding gowns and they're laying all together in the same room that's locked every single night. And as routine, Vivian looks to her best friend Ava, her new best friend, and says, Good night, Ava. But Ava's knocked out. Oh. Won't even respond. So it's like a sleeping pill. Yeah, so she's like, Ava? No response. And Sophia wakes up from the other side of the room and says, She's not gonna wake up. 
no matter how hard you try. What are you talking about? These vitamins, they make the girls knock out. I mean, I've tried, I've tried everything. I've tried literally throwing them onto the ground. They won't wake up until the morning. They're putting us to sleep. I don't know why, but every night they come in here and just be careful. If they try to touch you, just scream for me. And before they can even finish their conversation, Mrs. Brixel walks in with two guards. Now, tell me why every movie is like this, but the guards only speak in Russian. I don't know what the deal is with that, okay? You just gotta have some Russian bodyguards, I guess. So they only speak in Russian, and so does Mrs. Brixel, and she's telling them, okay, well, we need that one and that one. So they're pointing to a girl named Olivia and also to Vivian. So these guards come, and they just pluck these girls out of bed. So now Vivian has to act like she's knocked out. So she's just hanging limp in this guard's, you know, arms. They, they're taking taken into a different floor where there's a room with leather couches. Creepy, child bride, okay? Where there's leather couches, they're blonked down onto the chase and they're supposed to act knocked out. Now the guard also moves the hair away from Vivian's face very creepily. So she's pretending to sleep, but this is just so insane. Like what the fork is happening? And as she is kind of listening to what's going on, Mrs. Brixel walks in with a couple. Oh, okay, well this makes sense. Maybe maybe the adoptive parents want to see us when, maybe they just want to look at us. You know, it's all about cleanliness. Maybe they don't even want to know our personalities or talk to us. This is the way that they choose between Olivia or Vivian. And she's kind of excited. Maybe I'm gonna get adopted today, right? Mm -hmm. And they just seem like stressed. This two rich couple, they look so rich. They look stressed out by this whole thing. And Mrs. Brixel walks over and says, this is Olivia. She is the pure, pure embodiment of youth. Doesn't she look like a fresh breath of country air? Look at her skin, look at her hair. I mean, true beauty, and she's young. Then they move over to Vivian. Vivian is a classic beauty. She's got delicate features. I mean, she looks like an olden day movie star, also very young. The adults are just nodding, kind of surveying them. Yes, well, that one is very pretty. Very delicate features indeed. Okay, well, these are the two that you wanted to see. Are there, are there any other girls that you might be interested in? No, we will choose between these two. So again, I mean, it's bizarre, but Vivian has really never been outside in the real world. She's, she hasn't even seen the sun yet. So how does she not know that this is the normal adoption process? This has been pounded into her brain that cleanliness is everything for these high society people. So she thinks, okay, well, I might get adopted. She's getting excited in her mind. Meanwhile, pretending to be knocked out. But the wife of the couple is looking sad. She's looking really sad. Like she's looking into the mirror and just kind of looking at her own face and she doesn't look excited, which again to me, child bride vibes, no? Like maybe she feels like she's about to be replaced by one of these girls. I mean, it just feels really uncomfortable. And so Mrs. Brixel, in order to kind of lighten the mood, she offers to go get some champagne. And while she's gone, Vivian hears the couple arguing. The husband is like, well, you're the one that wanted to do this. We even flew all the way over here. We got a hotel room, so just fucking pick. And she decides, okay. I'll pick. So when Mrs. Brixel comes back, she points at Olivia and says, we'll take that one. And my husband will handle the payment and I'll be at the hotel. So now this is when Vivian is confused. Handle the payment? Are they selling us? What do you mean handle the payment? That, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of like fees associated with adoption in the real world, but that just sounded so weird to her. Like handle the payment? And they just pointed at Olivia, like without even getting to know her, without even knowing if they're a good match for the family. So bizarre. So they bring Vivian back into the room and they bring out two more girls. Sophia is one of them. 
So they're brought down into the VIP room. Meanwhile, Vivian is starting to freak out. She has no idea what's going on. Her whole life is crashing down. I mean, she has focused her entire 16 years being the perfect. Did you drop your pumpkin? Yes. It's done though. I'm done too. Should we unveil it right yes. now? Yes. Okay. Number one. Done. Done. Oh, Whoa, cute. that's that's cute. Denim. Whoa, that's that's cool. <laughs> I love Stephanie's. Stephanie's is like. I love creative. yours too, Denim. You made a tiger. Thank you. Yeah, that one's it cute. Like I like the eyes. Okay. Don't look. Okay. Don't look. Okay, they're closed. All right, three, two, one. My God! It's like a what is this uh, supposed to be? It's a head, right? Dan, are you asking me what this is? Or is it a spider? Dan, Bro! Yeah, I know. Oh, he's trying to fuck with you. <laughs> he said, "Are you sure it's not a cat?" How does that it's, like, it's like your tattoo. Is that good? That's so good. Did you do a stencil? You huh? drew it, or did you like use one of the fake stencils? I drew it. Did you cheat? I drew it. Use my marker. Really? Yeah. Hey, but I think mine's cooler. Then what's happening with yours? Mine's like There's not no even light. Below. Should I have more light? I don't think it's the light, then, man. What is it then? It's you. What? It's your face. Whoa. Alright, this is mine now. Wow, Dandan, your pumpkin's so good. I know. <laughs> so that is when Sophia gets taken out of the room, and Vivian is just having an absolute panic attack. She doesn't know what to do because, I mean, what is this place turning into? She originally thought that this was all about getting adopted, and now she's lost. Now she feels like her whole 16 years. What is going on? Now, when Sophia gets back, I mean, she just doesn't have the time to explain to her everything. And she honestly doesn't even know. So they're on the same page. And Sophia, I mean, she says that she stopped taking these vitamins since level 13. They're drugging us. They're drugging us to be more complacent. We're getting sedated all the time. We're forced to sleep their sleeping pills. And I don't know what their deal is. Well, why do you think they're drugging us? I just know we're not going to get adopted. That's all I know. I don't know what else to say. They also overhear Mrs. Brixel on the phone one of these nights when they're not taking their sleeping pills and they're not knocked out. And she mentions to whoever's on the phone that she's upset with Alex. She understands that Alex has all these rules and regulations that they want her to follow, but she's just annoyed with how much that he's demanding from the facility. They can't provide all of that. And on top of that, she's got to watch a guard all the time. This one specific guard, he walks with a metal plate in his shoe and she's got to watch him. She doesn't want him unsupervised with the girls. So when Vivian hears this, she asks Sophia what's been going on and she claims that the guard would come in with his own key card in the middle of the night when none of the girls were being taken downstairs to meet the sponsors and he would touch the girls in their sleep while they're drugged up. So Vivian starts freaking out, like, are we about to be sold into, like, I don't know, sex trafficking? Like, is that what's going on? Honestly, they don't even have the words for it because they've just been groomed in this place the entire time. They don't know that things like this exist. So they start freaking out. They come up with all these plans, and then they have to go visit a doctor. So his name is Dr. Miro, and it's the same voice that's on the speakerphone all the time. They thought that this was just some sort of, like, audio recording, but the doctor exists. His name is Dr. Miro, and he's obsessed with giving vitamins to the girls. He says that he's the doctor for 
the senior girls, attending to their every needs, making sure that they're healthy. And recently, there's been a flu outbreak in one of the halls, so he's just got to vaccinate every single one of the girls.、Mm-hmm. Now, of course, Vivian's a little bit suspicious about this because even the pills, even the pills weren't what they said they were. So she she just kind of asks him a couple questions. Oh, really? The flu? Oh, that's interesting. But he's like, yeah, yeah, it's nothing. A little vaccination won't fix up. And he pokes her in the arm, puts it in her, and at that point, he asks, "Do you have any skin conditions? Do you have any pimples, rashes, dry spots on your skin that have been forming, especially on your face?" No, um, no problems like that. Oh, well, that's good to hear. I, I do have um, all the girls have it. A what? What do you have? We call them a sleep rash. A what? Like a like a sleep spot? Can you show me what you're talking about? And she lifts up her shirt, and on the small of her back, there's a rash in the center of her back. And she says, "It it's really not that bad, you know. When we just wash it with soap and water, and it starts to go down, I think it's because." Well, once we get adopted, we were all talking about it. Once we get adopted, we're gonna have softer beds, and we're gonna have softer blankets, and we'll probably not get a sleep spot, you know. And the doctor looks really upset by this. Maybe he's upset because he's a doctor and he cares about these little girls. So maybe he cares that they're having these rashes, but he just looks really annoyed. So he puts some rubbing ointment on her rash, and he also claims that he's gonna make sure that they all get some soap and water, and that they're not gonna have these sleep spots anymore. Okay, sounds good. Then she's released. Now it's time for lunch. After their whole vaccinations, one of the girls starts having a really bad reaction. Like she just starts gagging, throwing up all over the place. And instantly, there's a rift. There's a tension between the group of girls in Rose Hall because half the girls they want to turn her in. Straight up, they want to turn her in. They want to call the guards because they're like an uncleanly girl is going to infect the rest of us. We have to turn her in, and Vivian's like, "What are you talking about? It's not her fault. She's literally just having a small reaction. Get over yourselves!" So she rushes her to the bathroom, helps her clean up, and that's when she notices on all their arms, it's just like this massive veiny rash that's forming, where they were vaccinated. So when Vivian sees Dr. Miro again the next day to take the second dose of the vaccine, she's a little bit worried. She says, "You said that I was healthy. I don't know why we have to keep taking these vaccines." Well, because it's preventative. Remember, vitamins and vaccines are good for your health, and they're good for clean girls.、Mm. Yeah, but but one of the girls was having like a bad reaction. She was she was throwing up, and if we're healthy, then maybe we don't have to go through that. And he gets upset with her. Vivian, don't talk to me like that. Why are you talking about? Have you been taking your vitamins? Yeah, I mean, of course. Why wouldn't I be taking my vitamins? Of course, I'm taking my vitamins. Because you seem angry, Vivian. Are you angry? You know what they say. You know what they say when you don't take the vitamins. Yes, it can cause things like anger, sadness, and hysteria. And you know, hysteria can bring down all young women. Hysteria is a very big problem in women. Listen, this was the moment that I wanted to punch the screen. This is the moment that I was like, "Yeah, fork you and your little wee wee doctor, okay?" And he tells her that he's gonna give her a concentrated vitamin shot today. And she starts trying to object, like, "No, I'm not angry. I'm just, I was just worried about the other girls. That's it." And the more angry and the more she tries to fight back, he gets angry with her. He tells her, "Normally, with this type of behavior, I call in the guards. Do you want me to call in the guards?" What do we say? A clean girl. Is obedient, so he puts the shot in her, 
And she walks out of that doctor's office just feeling so drowsy, like she can't see straight. Usually Vivian is dressed to the T in her uniform. Everything is perfectly straight. Her hair is slicked back into that little bun. I mean, she is the top girl of the class, but suddenly her hair is all messy. She can't even, like everything's blurry. She can't even do her chores. And that is when her best friends Aiba and Rita, they start turning on her. They start whispering behind her back. They don't like her anymore because she's not a clean girl. And she starts yelling at Sophia, just tell me what you know, in front of the rest of the girls. So because of this, Ava decides to go into one of the rooms in the hallway, which is just one phone on the wall. And she brings in the other girls and she says, we gotta do it. I've never done this before. Yes, but you know what they say, an unclean girl will infect us all. So she grabs the phone and says, Hi, I'm Ava from Rose Hall, and I'd like to report an unclean girl. And she reports Vivian to Mrs. Brixel. So while Vivian and Sophia are planning to steal one of the guards' key cards at night while they're picking up the girls to take them to see the sponsors, they're going to jack one of the key cards, they're going to use it to escape the place, unleash the other girls, and they're all going to revolt against Mrs. Brixel because they have no idea what's going to happen if they survive all of this, you know? They don't know what these sponsors are going to do to them. As they're planning this, an emergency alarm goes off, and an emergency meeting with all the girls is held with Mrs. Brixel, and she states that one of the girls has been very unclean. And she drags Vivian into the hallway where they have this almost like a caged box that's in the hallway. So instead of a door, it's like bars. So people who walk down the hallway, they can see you inside of this little prison. And she throws her in there, locks it, and says that tomorrow, if you display sweetness and femininity and obedience, I may let you out in the morning. You know I don't like to physically harm you girls. And she walks away just locking her in this tiny box where she can barely even stand up and it's complete darkness. And she's trying to look out the bars, look to see if any of her friends can let her out, but her friends have turned their backs on her. Ava doesn't want to be friends with an unclean girl. All she really has is Sophie, but look at what happened last time. So then we find out that Dr. Miro and Mrs. Brixel are dating. And Dr. Miro is not just a doctor that's helping the girls, he runs this place. He's the owner of this place, and they're being funded by a Russian family, of course, (laughs) with a guy named Alex, of course. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. Like, really? (laughs) They're gonna get a little more creative, okay? It's like a Korean guy named Kim. So of course, Alex is funding this place and they're getting really frustrated because Alex wants another fulfillment. Now, I don't know what that means, but you can only imagine that it means girls. They're treating these girls like objects. They want another fulfillment, which means that they have to do this for another 16 years. And Mrs. Drixel, she's about to lose her mind. She's like, I can't do this. I thought we were done after this set of girls. And he tells her, it's okay, because I have a plan. I think with the new technology, we can start when they're 12. So it's less time on our hands, less money going into each girl. If we start when they're 12, they get released when they're 16. That's only four more years for us. Just four more years. We just have to fulfill them one more time. That's it. You know they're dangerous people and I can't say no to them. I know, but that just, we should have just done what I said. And so now you're kind of like, wait, what's going on? Mrs. Brixel had wanted to sedate the girls the whole time. From the day that their children just sedate them until they're 16 years old to be fulfilled to Alex and these rich couples. Now, what does that even mean? I have no idea. I thought they were training them to be well-groomed. I, I don't know. Like, it just makes the whole plot even more confusing. But she, he's saying, Dr. Miro's saying, that's not possible. You know that. Because if we were to sedate them the whole time, we would need ventilators. We would need around-the-clock medical 
medical care, and this is the only way that we could have done it, is just to sedate them during half the day. The rest of the day, now they feed themselves, they clean, they groom themselves, we're fine. No, we're not. We're not fine because one of the girls that you think is so complacent because of your little rules, I had to put her in a box today. Which one? Vivian. And now Dr. Miro has like this weird thing with Vivian where he kind of like goes off into this weird creepy look in front of his own alleged girlfriend and he just says, that one, that one's special. So that night, while Vivian is still locked up in the box for the rest of the night, Sophie is awake in the room. She doesn't take the vitamins. And one of the guards comes in. And he starts trying to touch the girls. Now, Sophie can't take this anymore. She's honestly brave. I don't know what happened three years ago, but Sophie now is braver than the rest of the girls. So she mm. starts getting her pillowcase quietly, twisting it, and walks up behind this like six-foot dude and just starts trying to st strangle him with her pillowcase. Get off of her! Don't touch the girls! And he slams her onto the ground. She's trying to reach into his pocket to get his key card. She manages to rush out the door because it's unlocked because he's inside the room. And she runs down the hallway. He knocks her down and she acts like she's dead. And now this guard does not try to call for backup. This guard immediately looks like he's trying to do something to her because she's been knocked out. But instead, she finds an iron right next to her and she's pretending to be knocked out, grabs it and bonks him on the head, then takes his key card and goes to Vivian and is like, I got the key card, I got the key card, I can let you out. And as she's about to swipe it, the emergency alarm goes off. The guard is alive. He pulled down the emergency alarm. And Sophie looks at her dress and it's covered in blood. So the guard is dead? No, he's alive. But I mean, they're going to know it's her. Mm. She's also not in the bed. I'm covered in blood. I gotta go to the bed. And Vivian's like, please just let me out first. And she says, I gotta, I gotta go, I gotta go. And she rushes back to the room and Vivian is just wailing. Like, don't let me down again. I can't believe you would do this again. I mean, she's just so upset by this. So Sophie runs back into the room, tries to act like it wasn't her. But when Mrs. Brixel comes down the hall, it's very clear that Sophie was the one that did this. And an emergency meeting is held. All the girls are awakened from their bed. And Mrs. Brixel and Dr. Miro are there together. And they say they have never in their entire years seen such unclean behavior from girls before. Such unfeminine, such crude, disgusting behavior from girls before. Disgusting. She has not only betrayed the academy, where we're like family, but she has also betrayed you guys. Now the culprit, Sophia, we have her downstairs in the basement and she is being punished, but... She has taken something very valuable, and we can't find it on her. So that means she must have given it to one of you. If you tell us now that you have the key card, don't worry. You're not in trouble. You probably just took it. You didn't even know what it was. So just tell us now. Now, all the girls are silent. Vivian has been taken out of her box for the emergency meeting. She's silent, too. She's not going to tattle on her friend. So they all just sit there in silence. And Dr. Miro says, okay, you, points at one of the random girls. She gets dragged out by the guards, and he tells them, today it's her, tomorrow it'll be another random one of you, the next day another girl, and I will keep punishing all of you until I find the damn key card. 
I tell you, sometimes the editing process takes a lot more than the writing process. Whether you guys are writing an essay or an email to your coworker, your landlord, your, your colleague, your professor, sometimes it's not about writing that initial email, it's about double checking it. Does this sound correct? Are they getting the tone? Is there other vocabulary that I could switch out to make it a lot more polished? You send it to a friend, then another friend, then a third friend, and that process takes so long and you're like, oh my God, I think they're waiting for my response. And I start to get a little bit nervous. I'm like, I gotta respond ASAP. And that is why Grammarly has been just a lifesaver. I have been using this for years now because my fiance first recommended it to me. He's obsessed with it. You can actually save time on your emails, your work projects, your Word documents, your essays, but also like your tweets, your text messages, because Grammarly Premium practically works with everything and it just makes you feel a lot more secure in what you're writing. So the free version of Grammarly, you can still get those basic grammatical and spelling errors, which honestly are a lifesaver. But with Grammarly Premium, which is the I love this product, okay? It's so amazing because you can actually get clarity suggestions. I have a tendency to ramble on, so it tells me, hey Stephanie, you're you're rambling. The person that's gonna read your email has no idea what you're saying. Why don't you switch it like this? Why don't you work on this sentence? They also have vocabulary suggestions, so when you're writing that essay, you no longer have to go to Google and write in synonym for great because you want it to be elevated. I have Grammarly integrated practically everywhere. I use it on my browser, I use it on Microsoft Word documents, I also use it just to text. So cut down on that editing time and make sure to go to grammarly.com bam to get 20% off of Grammarly Premium. That's 20% off of Grammarly Premium at grammarly.com bam. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com bam. Honestly, my spelling in real life has gotten a lot better too. So they drug up the rest of the girls. This time Vivian is forced to take her medicine as well. They check all up inside that mouth and they're led back to their room where the door is locked. And Vivian is trying so hard to stay awake. She uses the one possession that she has, which is a hair clip. She takes it out and she starts poking her hand so hard that she starts bleeding all over the place just to try to stay awake because, I mean, this is a very powerful drug. So she's poking, scraping at her hands, like where is the key card? She goes over to Sophie's bed and she's trying to look for it and under her pillow, she finds it. Under Sophie's pillow? She had left it for her. So she grabs the key card, opens the door, leaves the room and she's walking down the hallway. Now, Mrs. Brixel usually is in her room at this time, but she's in the office trying to take care of everything. She's got tranquilizers getting ready in her little drawer on her desk and she hears noises down the hallway. And she says, you might as well come in, I can hear you. And it's Vivian. Now, Vivian is super drugged up. She can barely even stand, okay? She looks crazy. She's got her hair all over the place. You know, she's like, she's kind of swaying with her movements. Sit down, Vivian, you can barely stand. And she just keeps demanding, where the hell is Sophie? Now, Mrs. Brixel's confused. You guys are friends? Wow, that's weird. We usually try to switch up your halls every week so that you don't really form these types of relationships. Sophie's being dealt with, okay? That's none of your business. Just tell me where she is, Mrs. Brixel. And Mrs. Brixel tells her, listen, She's gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. I don't wanna hurt you. I don't wanna hurt her. I'm actually leaving this dump of a place tomorrow. Maybe even tonight. You think I wanna be here? You think I wanna be trapped here? This whole place is falling apart. <sighs> Look, I'll take you downstairs to see your friend, okay? And Mrs. Brixel walks over with the little tranquilizer shot in her hand and she says, or not. 
But before she can stab Vivian, Vivian grabs the lamp on the table and smashes it onto Mrs. Brixel's head and starts taking her key card, hits her with a little tranquilizer dart and runs all the way to the stairwell. Now, once she makes it to the top of the stairs, all she has to do is open that rooftop. She can see the moon, her first time seeing the moon through the window of the stairwell. She just has to push it open. She's got the key card, but she realizes she had promised Sophie three years ago that she would take her if she ever left. So instead of opening that door, she goes all the way down, runs all the way down the stairs to the basement where the girls are always taken to be punished. And inside the base, because she had gone when she was unclean three years ago. And it's just, I mean, it's terrible. Like, it's just prisons. The guards torture you. They do all sorts of questionable stuff to you. So she starts running, and she's looking for Sophie, and she finally finds her. Uses her key card to open up the bars, and Sophie starts screaming, get away from me. And she's like, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me, Vivian. And she grabs her. Now, her hands are still tied, so they have to go look for something to, like a knife, right? She can't do it. She can't untie it herself. So they start hopping around in the basement, and that is when they come across what looks almost like a morgue. There's medical tools all over a table. And when they push back a plastic curtain, there's body bags <gasps> on medical steel tables. Oh. And they go up to one of them. They all have names. And one of them, they're trying to read it. And their R is... And they're trying to read... And they're like, I don't know what that says. And Sophie's like, read I've been that. trying to read for a while. And it's... Rita? I was right. And so they go and they unzip the bag. But instead of Rita, it's a black sheet. They pull back the black sheet. And Rita is not only dead, but her entire body has been skinned. What the hell is this place? What are they doing? They're going to kill us. And Vivian's like, we got to go now. We got to go, right? Now's our chance. And so they start running up to the top of the stairs. And Sophie's like, I can't. I can't leave the rest of the girls. They're all going to die. And you know it. We saw what they did to Rita. We have to at least warn them. We have to at least try. Please, Vivian. And Vivian's like, I can't. You can do whatever you want. But I can't. I got to get out of here. And so Sophie begs her, if you open that door to the roof, even with your key card, the alarm's going to go off. Can you please just give me, give me 15 minutes? You don't have to come with me. Just give me 15 minutes to warn the girls. Okay, I'll wait here for 15 minutes, and that's it. Why do you even want to save them? None of them would ever even try to save you. They all throw you under the bus. They threw me under the bus. And she says, I know, I know. But like three years ago, I was different. Like I was so scared because of this place, but we need to save these girls. So Sophie, who's half blind, goes all the way downstairs and starts waking up these girls. Now she does have one of the key cards, right? Cause she, Vivian had given her one that she had taken from Mrs. Brixel and she stops all the lessons. She wakes the girls up and says, hi, uh, Mrs. Brixel sent me. And uh, we're all going to meet at the roof today. New assignment. Wake up all the girls and we're going to go to the roof. So as she's gathering them, I mean, some of these girls don't want to listen to her, but she does have a key card, but she's also like wearing all these weird clothes. Like she's wearing her nightgown. Why are you in your nightgown? Like what's going on? So eventually she gathers them into one room and she keeps telling me, we got to go. We got to go upstairs to the roof and everything's going to be good. And they start kind of fighting her. No, we can't. You know what's going to happen the minute that we open the door. The air is poisonous. The academy saved us. And Sophie's like, the air is not poisonous. How do you know? Have you been outside? No, but this place, they, they lie to you. It's, we're not getting adopted, you idiots. Think about it. 
they're like, no, they're they're feeding us, they're saving us, they saved us from the air. Everybody else outside died, and now we're gonna get adopted by rich families who have like you know their own space where they have their own air, and that's what's happening. And she's like, just think for once, use your stupid ass brain, Ava. Now while Vivian is on the top floor right in front of the door. She decides, you know what? I'm not gonna wait here for 15 minutes. I'm gonna go explore. So she goes into one of the other floors and this looks like an elite hospital, like a luxury hospital. There's beautiful hospital beds, a beautiful waiting room, flat screen TVs everywhere. I mean, it's kind of like a difference from the facility, the rest of the facility, almost like where she met the sponsors. And she sees these medical ads playing on these screens. Like, you know, when you go to a doctor's office, you see like medical ads and she turns up the volume and it's the ad for Vistalis, which is their academy. Hmm. But they call it Vistalis Clinic. Welcome to Vistalis Clinic, where you get a unique opportunity to rejuvenate your own skin, to rejuvenate your own face. We offer a unique approach to beauty augmentation, where we have live units in private viewing rooms to remove the guesswork of selecting the perfect model. If you or somebody you love is thinking of full facial rejuvenation, you owe it to yourself to consider Vistalis Clinic. And it shows this, um, this almost like frame, like a medical frame. The screen is white. You've got an older woman on one side whose face is wrinkly. She has skin damage. She has, you know, like natural signs of aging. And then a young girl who has never been out in the sun, who takes vitamins, who never goes out even at night, who has never been exposed to polluted air with just absolute perfect skin, and you get to accentuate your natural features. So what they do is they don't put her face on your face, they just take your skin off and replace it with youthful skin. You get to keep your eyes, you get to keep the shape of your mouth. You get a full new facial rejuvenation. They also make sure that the DNA is a match to yours so that you don't reject the skin transfer, which is can explain the vaccines. And so Vivian, I mean, she starts freaking out, but she's gotta, she's gotta snap out of it. She's panicking because like I said, she was head girl. She was the one that dedicated her life to making sure she was quote unquote clean. So she turns it off and runs out of the room. Meanwhile, the rest of the girls are arguing with Sophia. We don't wanna go with you. Like you're gonna kill us, the air is poisonous. And Vivian rushes in holding Mrs. Brixel hostage. She has her tied up, slams her down onto the chair and says, tell them, tell them everything. This isn't an academy, you idiots. This is a clinic. We're not being adopted. We're being sold and they're going to kill us. Mrs. Brixel's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't killed anyone. And so Vivian's getting upset. Like, yeah, you haven't killed anyone, but you're letting us get slaughtered. And then she pushes back Mrs. Brixel's hair and on the back of her neck, they're stitching. Mrs. Brixel had taken someone's face too. And so they march Mrs. Brixel down to the little jail that Vivian was in and they lock her in and they tell her to focus on feminine virtues and obedience. And the whole, the group of girls, even Ava, they all start rushing into the stairwell. They rush upstairs and as they're about to open the door, Vivian says, wait, we gotta get the rest of the girls. We've only done Rose Hall, we need to get Lily Hall. But before they can even go down to wake up literally more than half the girls, Ava, that stupid bitch, she opens the roof door. 
and the alarms start blaring. So they're all forced to just run out of there. So as they're running, one of the, the guards, the rapist guard, he tries to grab at Vivian. Sophia helps her by, you know, plonking him on the head with a piece of wood. And they get into this whole tussle. And now Sophia is injured and Vivian is with her. The rest of the girls has just run off. They're just scrambled. So Sophia and Vivian, they can't run like them because Sophie's been stabbed by the guard, they rush into this little warehouse that they've locked up and they're sitting in the corner and they're waiting. And the guards approach and they start trying to knock down that door. They're starting to kick it and they're shooting through the door. And Dr. Miro says, stop. And he walks up and there's little bars on the door so he can see Vivian. And he says, Vivian, I don't wanna hurt you. I wanna help you. No, you don't. You're killing us in here. You're gonna kill all of us. I'm not, I'm not killing you. I, I bought you. Your parents, they were happy to sell you. You were impoverished. You didn't even have money for food. I fed you. I clothed you. We taught you. We kept, we took care of you for 16 years. And, and this is how you repay us? And she's upset. And she's like, no, fork out of here. And the doctor tells her, you're different. I told you that. You're special. If I let you out of here and you you go help me gather the rest of the girls, you don't have to share the same fate as them. I can let you go. And she says, I will never do that. And he keeps telling her, you're not like them. You can be different. You can work for us. And she says, you're wrong. I'm just like them. I'm just like the other girls. And that's when Dr. Miro gets pissed and says, yeah, well, I spent 16 years on that face. I'm not going anywhere without it. So Vivian goes to Sophie. Now, Sophie had a little scalpel that she had taken as self-defense. And Vivian grabs it. And in front of Dr. Miro, she starts carving her skin on her face. And so he leaves because he needs to get the rest of the girls. And this is not a good return on investment. So terrified, Vivian and Sophie, they just cuddle in the corner, just trying to calm each other down. I told you we'd see the moon together, didn't I? And then the next morning, the door is busted down by police officers who help the girls get up and together holding hands, they walk out into the rain. Where's the doctor? He's been shot dead. Yeah, the Russians were not happy with his performance. <laughs> so of course, you know, it's always the Russians or the Chinese, I guess, in these movies. I don't know what to say, okay? I don't know how I feel about it. I'm gonna be honest with you, okay? So Did you see this story. one coming, Dada? Most of it. You saw the skin coming? No, not the skin. Like the weird stuff, obviously, yeah. right? I thought uh, it was a child bride. I thought it was like sex trafficking. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I thought it was more sex trafficking. But it made sense. Because it, it, it doesn't... I mean, all that for some skin transplant? I don't know if it was uh, That's what you transplant. think, but you go to Beverly Hills, you'd be looking at what they do for some <laughs> new story, skin. This movie kind of reminds me of uh, The Cloverfield. What is that? What is that? Uh, so it's like kind of similar. All right, so then it's going to tell us a movie. Okay, okay. Okay, I don't want to tell the whole story. Yeah. But they're trapped in this house, <laughs> mm -hmm. and, they, and they're saying like the air outside is dangerous. Uh, and uh -huh. there's this guy mm -hmm. that does dirty to the, the woman. And uh, it's, yeah, it's just, it's, it's rated R. It's scary. It's uh, creepy. Yeah, that's creepy. Uh. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. And it does give me dystopian vibes. Like, I don't know... Okay, imagine this, right? Food for thought. So let's say in the future, there's a way to make clones. Or maybe let's just even say that they're robots. 
Technically, you would say that these robots don't have feelings, but they have to live for 16 years. Let's say they live for 16 years and all of the quote unquote real humans can take their skin or use their organs to live forever. You think that that's okay? Like, would you be down for it? Or would robots? you be. Yeah. AI, you're talking about yeah. AI. Technically, they have no feelings, but do they really? But AI I'm... will eventually have feelings. Ah. Uh. Ah. Uh. So, mm. is it okay? That's tough. Or oh, it, like a, some sort of like medical experiment where you're not actually taking children or quote-unquote real people. Mm-hmm. You're like making them in labs and then you're growing them so that you can take their organs. <laughs> because maybe you can't grow a liver in a lab, but you can grow a quote-unquote uh, like a medical experiment human. And then the liver inside <laughs> think, of them. I think you're going down dark over. Right? Yeah. No, I'm not agreeing with this. I think that this is horrendous. I'd be the first person to be like, mm, yeah, I don't think so. I also think it's weird to be 60 years old and have no wrinkles on your skin. I think wrinkles show that you've lived a prosperous life. I agree. I think it's weird to Why like. Why do you put so much lotion on you, man? Listen. <laughs> listen. Got preventative is different. Okay. <laughs> do you want to die? <laughs> One time he saw me put on my neck cream and he was like. I don't understand. Why you gotta use a whole tub of that? Why you gotta use a whole tub? I'm like, you don't know shit about shit, okay? How would you guys feel? You think that there would be some people that are up for it? Oh, yeah. You think there'd be a whole debate between people? Do we got... They're mowing the lawn, so we gotta go. I hope you guys enjoyed today's Bacon a Mystery, Bacon a Murder. Make sure to check out the visuals if you guys are the audio listeners on YouTube at Miss Mango Butt. And make sure to check out Grammarly and Framebridge, and I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye!